Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Indie Indeed, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, James Gressel, and with me today, the one and only Mike Sagan. Hello. A.K.A. Fletch Stormtail. I am one of the fun people. One of the fun people. One of the fun. This is our first table for two since, I think, early 2018. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, because I was re-listening. I was re-listening to the first episode, and I think it was, yeah, didn't we start this in 2018? We started recording in 2017. Oh, and it didn't so come out? It didn't come <laughs> out. We we had, I think, almost <laughs> almost all or all of season one was recorded when we started releasing it. And then... Oh, that's right. Because that summer of 2018 was like nuts for James and Chelsea, because Dead Meat uh-huh. was, uh, just got huge, and they had all the cons, and you guys had cons and stuff, and I think... Yeah. That was when you went... Uh, I think that was when you went to Alaska too. It was, yeah. yes. So, oh my gosh, wow! What a f- that was a packed it's a big yeah, you're year. Right. <laughs> yeah, July 9th was episode nine. That's my birthday, and we were in Alaska. Yeah. in 2018. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that makes way more sense because it feels like we've been doing the show forever. Yeah, and I was like 2018. Wait a minute. No, but we, we we've <laughs> been yeah sense. we've been doing it. The the game's been running for for three, for three. over three years, <laughs> three and a half years. <laughs> Wow. It's so, which is wild. Yeah. And it's funny. It was funny listening back to the first episode and hearing me just because I'd never played D&D mm-hmm. before. So what you said something like, uh, all right, you got to, are, are you going to do this or something like that? And I was like, well, well, how do I do it? And you're just like, <laughs> roll. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and just like me, like reacting to James and Chelsea and Beth and Joel doing things. I was like, "Oh, you can do that? Oh, I, I didn't know that. It's it's I'm so green." It it's yeah, fun. I I remember being really impressed though that you had never played before. And like <laughs> cuz it can be so this game can be so overwhelming. Uh Yes, it was. Yeah, cuz it's so many rules and it's so many and the choices are are basically infinite because there's no I mean, the way that we play, we don't play with a board. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody who um, might be wondering uh, and hasn't, um, you know, caught up on some of the old episodes where we've talked about this in a while, uh, we've never played with a board. Even when we were together, um, did we try? I feel like I drew up maps for like the first couple sessions, and then I realized with all the microphones and everything, there was no way. I think so because um, yeah, there's no table space. Yeah, even though you built a table that was big <laughs> enough to support everybody, but like with all of our stuff on it, it was just this tiny little square that we have. Yeah, there <laughs> I don't was, even know if we had that. I, yeah, I know. It's, and then with the with everybody's papers and everything, yeah, there there wasn't um, space to to have a map. But we, so we've never used a map. We've never used a board. 
uh, or minis. Um, so it's all been theater of the mind and it's all been, uh, you have to just keep track of things in your imagination, uh, mm. which yeah, is probably even more intimidating for a first time player. Um, so the, I guess my inspiration for going into this was, um, obviously taking improv classes. So mm -hmm. I took improv 101 and 201. Um, so I got, I have the gist, I obviously had great players all around me. Um, so I wasn't scared of messing up because everybody's, you know, great improv. Um, and then the other, the other part of it was, and this might sound silly, but, uh, Diablo two or <laughs> any of like the old school role-playing games, um, where you're fighting monsters yeah. and you get, you know, magic missile. And like, I, I knew that I, I, maybe it's not the same in Dungeons and Dragons, but mm -hmm. like in Diablo, I was like, oh, I know what magic missile does or what it looks like. Mm -hmm. So I could try to imagine that you know and i'm now i'm in that world but it's a little different yeah it's, so it's so funny that that diablo is your touchstone because for me when i was a diablo was like one of the last we've talked about this like was one of the last mm -hmm. games video games that i played as a kid before i kind of like stopped playing video games for a while and wow. yeah. um but i can't when i came to diablo it was coming to it after D&D &D and the Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale video games, which are based mm -hmm. on AD&D. &D. And so when I got to Diablo, for me, it was familiar from D&D. &D. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, I was like, yeah. oh, I get this because it's like this. Uh -huh. uh, and it's so funny uh, to me that you had the, the kind of reverse experience of mm -hmm. like the video games uh, first. Um, yeah. And now it's, it's so funny. Now, I talked about this a little bit on the... Um, on the discussion, but like the way that like the snake is kind of eating its tail, I feel like with um, the bigger D and D uh, community and the way that D and D has blown up over the last few years and the way that role-playing video games have gotten so much bigger and better over the last, you know, yeah. 20, 30 years. Um, and you would know way more than I would, but like uh, it's just so people, people I see, come to D&D with the video game experience and mm -hmm. try to kind of fit that, you know, do the things that they, they do in video games or people go to video games and want to do the things that they can do in D&D. Oh, sure. Where like for me, I think that's why I love the open world games because it's like, well, I just want to go left, mm -hmm. you know, because like, why not? Yeah. Um, and it's it's just a cool, there's just so much cool fantasy stuff right now. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm excited as a, a fantasy dork that uh that there's all these cool fantasy options that i'm even just starting to scratch the surface of in video games so yeah man i i just got done playing god of war for the ps4 or god of war 4 i guess and man i love the god of war series and this fourth one was just so good and they just teased the fifth one uh for the ps5, for PS5? yeah oh I'm, yeah i think you might be into that game i'm if, hoping if you like yeah. north norse mythology i do very much yes also greek mythology it's absolutely there's I, oh. I, i'm sure that there will be listeners you can pick out some things that show that <laughs> i yeah. enjoy those um yeah, yeah i'm hoping oh. i'm hoping i can find a pre-order and actually get <laughs> a playstation this fall we'll see i know fingers crossed um uh well there's a wall i garris just woke up so give me one second oh yeah i yeah, need yeah. to go put him away so we don't get any birds sure 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 i think that you know like i think to me you know, something that is familiar across both D&D and those video game role-playing games um, 
is of course level advancement and abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you yes. know, so that's my favorite part. <laughs> yes, I know, right? It's those. It's that yeah. carrot that you chase, right? It's mm-hmm. like you want the neck. You want to unlock the next ability. That's yep. Um, you know, and we, uh, on the show haven't really played um so much that way it's not you know we're not like you know we haven't leveled up since you know for a year (laughs) you know like since the end of last season we haven't leveled up we did a lot of leveling early in season one to get you guys to i think we started two at like six or seven Mm -hmm. and now you're at nine and today we're going to go to ten um and it, it does get man it does get, you know, harder to level up and stuff as you go on, of course. But um, we haven't really been chasing those uh, abilities. You guys haven't really been chasing those abilities as much as I think maybe a normal D&D game or, um, you know, maybe some others are who are playing more strict to the rules, especially mm-hmm. because in your case, we've we've kind of created an, our own custom class right um by borrowing storm chaser yeah by borrowing from a bunch of different things borrowing from Mm -hmm. the official Beastmaster. oh storm tamer yeah and then the that reddit one that i found way back years ago of storm tamer Mm -hmm. um and uh and now um we're gonna get even more uh custom with uh your the scroll that you were able to uh uh find in Mm -hmm. in oyakoto so right um let's let's get into 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 fletch here and talk uh about um first uh i want to go over a little bit about like where fletch is at now in the story so that we can kind of you know set up where we're going to go forward Mm-hmm. Um, and then related to that and getting into season four, where we're going to expand the world, uh, I want to talk about where Fletch has been a little bit more back, review some backstory that we already know, and then fit it into the world that, um, okay. that I've built out. Yes. Um, and then we'll finish up with like the nuts and bolts leveling up. Cool. So we did have one Fletch specific question that we got from the uh, discussions from our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you for that. And this is probably a fine way place to start because it bridges, I think, season two and season three. So mm-hmm. Sawyer Gregory emailed us and says, does Fletch still hate Flack? So we, we left things off <laughs> uh, at the beginning of season three, of course, uh, was the watermelon. Uh, <laughs> that that Fletch had to eat all of in order to return to himself, and yeah. Flax stole the one piece, and we had the whole weenus thing. So, yep. Um, so for Sawyer Gregory, and for anyone else who might be concerned about the uh, where the F boys are at, um, yeah, I have an answer. For, yeah, for Sawyer. Um, after everything that has happened in season three, um, Fletch no longer hates flack it's he so it's uh it's not the eye for the eye and an eye for an eye kind of thing but it's like fletch saw you know flack get turned into a spaghetti monster or a spaghetti clown um and then a turtle on top of that (laughs) and then get back turned back into you know flagetti and then die and then become (laughs) 
Flack again. So he's gone through such such a, <laughs> a character journey to where Fletch is just like, okay, man, it, it's kind of like now to me, it's an unspoken. I forgive you because now, now you know what it's like, and it absolutely sucks. Yeah, uh, he had it worse. He mm-hmm. died. I did not die, mm-hmm. um, and I also did not turn into a turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I I would say that right now, um, as it stands, Fletch, he truly does care about Flack, mm-hmm. and and you and you could see it when when he he did die, and uh, I Fletch started freaking out and. Like we need to get him back. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, just a natural thing. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad my first reaction wasn't like, "Oh, good." You know, I'm <laughs> glad he he got what he deserved, kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so no, that's a that's a a really interesting thing because I I think that something that I think is so interesting about um this show uh and you guys. Um, and we, we touched on this a little bit in the discussion is like some, something that I think is so interesting is how when I'm, uh, cutting the episodes, listening back to the episodes, the recording sessions, or, or, you know, when the listener obviously is listening to experience it, uh, the story all works. Um, and we talked a little bit about this, about how, like, you know, that's, it feels like, um, it's not random just Mm -hmm. because the story works and we're listening to it after the fact. So, um, you know, I, I loved listening after the fact, um, to Fletch having that moment of, uh, wishing flack back, um, Mm -hmm. in it, when it was playing, you probably weren't really thinking, you know, about like, oh, this will be a great character moment. So this is how I should. No, it was you're just in, at all. <laughs> right. You're just in the moment. And this is what you, you feel is right to do. Yeah, um, exactly. When stuff that something that's impressed me, especially since uh, this is your first uh, big D&D game or first D&D game period. Yeah. Um, period. Is there are so many great moments throughout the show that I feel like you just nail the character like like you just make a decision that is just so fletch um as i understand fletch Mm -hmm. that it it just it's just really satisfying to me uh that there's this consistency and there's this very clear character um do you do you feel that way that like you have a good sense of who fletch is or is it is it more are you more in the moment i guess like when how mm-hmm. how do you kind of approach it and there's not a there i'm not fishing for a right or wrong answer i'm genuinely right. curious yeah so i can so i can speak to that on a couple of points so in i'm i have a general idea of fletch mm-hmm. um a lot of season three i think with well, I guess it's it's more so the journey that I've gone on as a D and D player, mm-hmm. uh, becoming more confident with mm-hmm. with playing and understanding how the game works. Um, as you you might be able to tell in season one, I was very unsure and mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know if, if Fletch was I'd consider him cagey, but he was you know he was a little standoffish. He was a little like I'm on my own. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to be with this group. Um, doing this because you know for reasons I don't really care too much about you guys and then i think the growth of him throughout the seasons has been a personal growth as well for me so like i 
I'm growing with the character, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, there have been multiple sessions where Beth and I will come home and I'll be like, I think I did a horrible job. I like, I'm just so unsure of all of my Mm -hmm. choices. Uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you have this, but you know, you'll wake up in the morning, you'll be like, oh my gosh, remember that thing I said in fourth grade? Yep. And how dumb that was. Mm -hmm. That's like how I would feel not every time, but there's a lot of times at coming home where I'm just like, I feel like I shouldn't have said that or I made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of hesitation on like, you know, after the fact. But most most of how I play Fletch is in the moment reacting to what's going on mm-hmm. um, with the little under not the little understanding, but um, with the knowledge I have, you know, building this character for the past three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think. I like him. <laughs> I, like, I, I like I like my character and I like where where he's gone because it's like I said, it's been a kind of a I, I put a lot of my faults in his character. Mm-hmm. And so growing with him is, you know, it's it's been fun. It it it's been really interesting uh, for me to try to because because one of the games that I play behind the scenes is to try to figure out um ways to challenge the characters in in personal ways as well as you know the kind of bigger story um you know like for i think the biggest example and because we've kind of wrapped up for now anyway his arc with juno was um challenging his prejudices Mm, um, because that was one thing like when joel came in hot with um I hate orcs. They killed my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get, and I, I totally understand that impulse um, because, you know, of traditional fantasy and all this. Um, uh, I was like, oh, I want to challenge that right away. And yeah. then the other thing um, with with Juno was the uh, his like conception of the great heifer as a god and then like breaking that down. So mm-hmm. that that you know the things that he was so sure of, I made him question, mm-hmm. so that he could find his own answers. And um, also, that makes for really good story moments with mm-hmm. the characters. And like as we saw, you know, Joel had or Juno had to confront an orc mm-hmm. and his reaction, and then our reactions to his reaction. So it just yeah, that's it makes for a great great episode. I think. Yeah, I I, I love those little personal conflict moments, and and he definitely had the most. Um, like the strongest quick so quickly like we you know yeah. obviously we've kind <laughs> of we've taken him to where he needs to go yeah. um for for Fletch I I think you've done such a good job of having those same kind of things the same kind of personal little things to play with um a, a couple came out by accident with like the dancing stuff I think it's just so <laughs> like such a fun little game to keep uh in the back of of the story yeah um, uh and- just so everybody knows uh mike is uh, myself i am not a good dancer <laughs> so fletch being a dancer or trying to be a dancer and people are dying left and right when he dances there's a chance that they may die based on uh i think what juno had said um yeah it's it's funny to me and i'm glad that that keeps popping up every once in a while yeah, I I feel the same way. It's like that there's <laughs> in in real life it's like weddings, that's it. 
I know. Uh, <laughs> Beth and I were like, I, I wanted to take dancing lessons, and then obviously that didn't happen. So when the dance came, I was like, oh, this is going to be so embarrassing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck. I don't know what I'm doing. But it's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. That was the same the same thing at, at my wedding. I was like, fuck, like, yeah. we're going to have a, a dance where, like, everyone is watching us. And, like, I'm mm. such a terrible day. No, I don't. It does. It didn't matter at all. People it's, are drunk at that yeah, point. No, so every, everybody's like, happy. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's, nobody's going to be like, you, you step you too far wrong. to the left. Yeah, yeah. right. It's yeah. not dancing with the stars. Um <laughs> But uh, I think that that's a really fun game. And then I also really love um, this long game goal of uh, the bar. I think oh, yeah. it's just such a fun because when we meet when we meet Fletch, we meet him as the I mean, you, you, you chose a ranger with an outlander background. Mm-hmm. He's out hunting this beast. Um you know we like you like you said he you know was more of this kind of like loner character and i love this goal of his to settle down in one place yeah i think that that is just such an interesting um interesting thing to play with and this is where i want to kind of pivot to talking about like okay where 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 is he at where are we going forward mm-hmm. because as we go into the new season and this new era for the show, something that I'm working towards is trying to um, make it so that we don't get caught in these like way too long arcs. Like season three was mm-hmm. great and I'm really proud of it and we did a lot of fun stuff. But like, yeah. I would have liked to have gone to a couple different places. I would have liked to explore a couple different things. Okay. And and I'm I'm working on uh, how can we how can we make that work for the show, um, so, um, you know I'm hoping that going forward and we'll see you know we'll see how it goes the show's still the show you know your decisions are still going to drive stuff, yeah. But if we go to these different places and as we explore the world, um, I'm hoping to make taverns and bars and inns and meeting houses and stuff like that um, a bigger part of the story for uh, ways for your your characters to get information about places. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's very classic D&D, you know, like, like I just, I did session two of um, uh, the other game I'm doing, the official D&D one, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and like rumors and taverns like that's that's D&D, you know, right. Um, I'm actually right now currently playing Final Fantasy Tactics for the PlayStation one. And each each town you go to has a bar and you can go there and read rumors mm-hmm. or get propositions to go like do a task. And so that's exactly what. Right. That, yeah. It's so D&D and it's great. I I, I, I uh, started a new game in Skyrim recently. It's the same deal. You go to the oh, inns. <laughs> And the inns are like, you know, you go there for work and you go there for information and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so like, um, I, I want to empower you to explore the whole bar goal of Fletch by putting you in more bars, you know, yeah, like yeah. it was something I think we talked about in the last one or or, or we might have just talked about it over the course of, uh, you know, off mic over the course of time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh. I definitely want to get into a position where we can put you in more bars because I want to explore that part of Fletch more. 
Yeah, me too. Because I, I haven't fully, you know, obviously I don't think too far ahead mm-hmm. in, in terms of D&D because everything's changing all the time. Right. Um, just like real life. So I don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't want to um, make any choices, like definitive choices yeah. with him about yeah. a bar. So right. yeah, putting, putting because like there's been times where I'll like ask for a couple, you know, um, Oh, the like the like goblets or whatever that you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just like grab a few things here and there to like, I don't know. And that kind of goes to my my personal. um, I have Beth hates that I have so many video game controllers (laughs) because we have so many systems. But it's like I, you know, in this in the back of my mind, it would be so cool in my brain to like start like a mom and pop video game shop where you just have all these old school video games and stuff, which is like never going to happen because mm-hmm. it's never going to make, you know, you can't really rely on that for income. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, so it's kind of like in my brain, that's what Fletch is doing. He's like grabbing little bits and pieces here and there to, to like kind of inspire him to do this thing, which mm-hmm. is, you know, open up a bar and yeah. And, and, and have people come in and enjoy being there i love that that you have that too because it gives it's another way of giving stakes because we know the audience knows that fletch has something that he wants when this is over you know like we we, oh yeah sure we, we we all know intellectually that a story has an ending mm-hmm. you know that's just the way it that's just the Things way it end. is yeah we we know um, you know, we know that there is an after to everything. And um I I think it's great that you have that, even if it is this kind of nebulous, just like, you know, Fletch would be, you know, really happy if. And mm-hmm. I think that that's that's a really cool way of giving all of all of the adventure some stakes for Fletch, because the audience is like, well, if if Fletch dies. <laughs> he can't open the, he'll never open, never the, open bar, the bar you yeah. know like yeah it's well, true i didn't think about it like that and uh so there's you know it's um it's sam uh in lord of the rings i i, I know you're you're not the biggest lord of the rings guy but the uh <laughs> for for listeners who might be it's sam wanting to go back to the shire and marry rosie cotton you know like there's something on the other side that um gives gives everything a little bit of weight and I right. I I love that and I want to uh I love that choice that you made and I want to empower that and support that choice and and um put you Thanks. in a position to to play in that space more. So I I and again coming back to the unsure if that was a good decision when I said that out loud I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I should have said that." Like I is that too lofty? Is that, you know, whatever? <laughs> like, oh, his character eventually wants, you know, when this is all over. But, like, what, putting in the words like you did, it makes sense. Like, oh, no, yeah, I I don't want his character to die now because I want to, open, like, he wants to open a bar. And that would be cool to see him succeed, you know, in doing that. Yeah, and that, so, going going back to, or going to his backstory, because um, mm-hmm. I know we were going to talk. I didn't mean yeah, to yeah. cut you off. Were you going to? No, 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 no. Please, this is great. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, I'd been thinking a lot about his, his, you know, where where his backstory came from, and another one of those choices that I I'm like ah, I could have probably done a little bit better was the whole you know, was you know Fletch's family all was died in a big the one of the great storms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like yeah, it's a tragic backstory, all that stuff. I, I probably could have done something less tragic or like different, I guess, mm-hmm. but whatever. So his whole family died. So when 
after his whole family died, he basically was he 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 lost his direction. He didn't mm-hmm. know what to do with himself, and he kind of just wandered wandered the woods for three years mm-hmm. um, by himself. Um, and obviously, within that time, he really enjoyed being alone and being with you know every everything in the forest, be it you know the creatures, the the plants. Um, sometimes he would you know obviously the the world is so big he would run into people, but he was kind of just like. He would acknowledge that they were there or just not really talk to them or be oblivious that they were there kind of thing. Just kind of being a loner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, he was he being in the forest for that long by himself. I think he was able to start healing, start the healing process of, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, he, grievance. When you grieve, it can be forever you could grieve yeah, forever you for could sure. grieve for you know a month a year however long so i think he started after you know being and, and these guys we, um they live for so long you know yeah, yeah. so i well, what else are, are uh, they live for a long time so i wanted to make sure that it wasn't i'm rambling doesn't matter yeah no i don't know this is fine he started his healing process and one day while he was meditating he was attacked by an owlbear and mm-hmm. that was the owlbear that ended up leading him to the group mm-hmm. and fletch in season one said that um he that i'd been or fletch had been chasing the owlbear bear for two weeks when he ran into the team um and that he was ravaging my family's lands for too long so mm-hmm. basically the owlbears being in the in the woods for those three years he started to understand the ecosystem more rather than mm-hmm. just like hunting and, and living in the woods. He became, mm-hmm. you know, he became part of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and he realized that the owlbears are just like to his woods. They're ruining the, the balance of everything. Mm-hmm. So he so, and, and the fact that he's trying to heal, doing this healing process and an owlbear attacked him. He's like, no, that's it. I'm going to kill this thing. And mm-hmm. so he's, he'd been tracking it for two weeks, ran to the team. And that's why he was so set on killing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, debeaking it, that was a Mike choice that was like, <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure this thing has magical properties. And we, we, I laughed out loud because you're like, it doesn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> that was just my, my shot of like, I don't know how to play this game. Maybe it does. No, um, but, but that was, that was also, that was me too. Like, um, you know, early on, I wasn't as... Um, you know, I wasn't as willing to to yes and to stuff like mm. I it, it was it was more inexperienced, I think, than anything else or like trying to um, like keep a seriousness, I guess, to things that it that I totally didn't need to and, and realized pretty quick was not <laughs> what this show was going to be. <laughs> but like that, you know, like that moment. And then like, I think it might even been still in the first session, like right after that, when you know, you guys were trying to like set up Kiff in the bar and stuff. And I was like, no, mm. you know, like that's not that was definitely not you making a bad decision. That was me not seeing the potential. And it wasn't uh, until later when I was like, oh, wait, Mike has that beak. That beak is going to talk, you yeah, know, that, yeah. like, you know, that was so, awesome. yeah, it ended up, you know, that ended up being a great decision. Yeah. You it, know, yeah, it, it's so wild. And that and that speaks to to how good you are with with making what we've done 
work in your mm-hmm. world. <laughs> yeah, you're just you you make it work and it's always impressive. And yeah, you know, we talked about how you know James line about the the nine mm-hmm. lives, or you had said because yeah, yeah, he prompted me. You said that, and you're like, well, now I have to rewrite the whole story, and we yeah. have no idea. <laughs> it's so fun though, like because because you know, like I said, um, you know, in the discussion, like one of the thing that the things that drives me nuts is I want to be able to talk about the story with all you guys. Cause I think that, you know, you're, you know, just so fun to talk about this shit with because you all have such great ideas and you all bring different stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I like collaborative storytelling so much um, that I'm, I'm, I'm just so I'm craving that part so much when I'm dealing with the, the plotting and the, and the, the world building and stuff like that, that I can't share with Okay, yeah. (laughs) the way that we're, the way that I get to share with you guys is through those decisions that you make. Um, that's, that's the way that we brainstorm. So like your Mm -hmm. choice to take that beak was the brainstorming that let me think, oh, why are there owl bears? Well, the owl bears came to this world from the Feywild. Something had to happen that let them cross over. Oh. And like, <laughs> like so it built out the whole <laughs> yeah. kind of mythology because it got me thinking of like, why does this work? It, mm-hmm. It's yes and is one thing. Um, that is fun in the in the moment in the episode. Like, oh yeah, this is a goofy little choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and some things are just goofy little choices and don't become bigger things, but some things yeah. get me thinking of like, well, why does this work? Because I want this, I want the world, even though it's a goofy, stupid world, um, I still want it to be a, a serious fantasy world mm-hmm. that has some serious dramatic stuff in it. So all of those choices, if this helps <laughs> assuage your, your concerns at all, <laughs> All of those choices are are like for me. It's this kind of back backdoor brainstorming. Interesting. Of, okay. Of like, well, why does that work? Why you know, mm-hmm. like, what what? How did? How can I turn that decision on its head in a way that is exciting for everybody else? Yeah, and like specifically with the owl bear, owl bears are super aggressive, and mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, what? Are, they're the yeah, owl bears are known for their ferocity and aggression, and the mm-hmm. fact that. Once we killed him and, you know, it was all settled, settled and done. And then I, I don't know if it was the next season or what, but he's, it started talking and it's Jeremy and he's cool. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's a chill, he's a chill creature. We killed him and it's unfortunate and everything, but he was <laughs> kind of nice. And so the juxtaposition of like in the, in the Feywild, he's a different, mm-hmm. he's got a different, um, it's kind of like he was possessed by like an evil spirit or something like that. Like mm-hmm. he was a completely different, different thing. And it was cool. That was a really cool decision. Did you have any other backstory thoughts before we kind of like place you in the world? No, I was going to actually ask you about placing me in the yeah. world. Um, because oh, can we talk about the map? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So just for the listeners, um, I have given the players uh, a map of the world with like a labeled map of the world with different regions. Um, some places they have been to most by far most they have <laughs> yeah. not. Um, it's a huge, huge map. So uh, one thing we're going to do in these table for twos is kind of is kind of place everybody in the world because the only character who we know 
where they're from specifically is Marjorie because she's from uh, Night's Pass. So uh, I want to ground everybody as we start to explore the world more in, in the coming season. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that we're going to hit a few different locations in season four. We're not going to be like ground, like tied to one spot. Um, cool. Uh, Traveling. Yeah. Um, I want to empower the players to know more about the world. So there's going to, we're going to do that in a couple different ways. Uh, in these table for twos, we're going to set where everybody's from. And then um, okay. I will provide you with some information about that place. And then I'm also going to, uh, I mentioned this before, I think it was off mic, but I want to give you guys like an ability similar to James's um, legend lore spell. That's like a minor version of that, where if you're in a new place and you feel that your character would would know something about that place, hmm. you can say, oh, I've heard about this and then roll a history check and see how much your character knows about this, which is kind of how history is supposed to work anyways. Um, but I want, I want to kind of frame it more as like, you have this ability to know Mm -hmm. things about the, about the world and you can, you can, um, you know, get that information from me in the moment. You don't have to rely on stuff I provide you ahead of time. So if something comes up, you know, and, um, you know, like, let's say for instance, you're in a, you're in a forest or something and there's a weird tree or something like that. You could be like, oh, I've heard about this and then roll a check and I'll just tell you what you know. Because okay. because Fletch will know something about those trees because mm. of X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Sure. No, that's great. Um, that's great knowledge to have. Um, yeah. I will write that down. So we're on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're looking at the map, and I don't know if I'm going to provide this to listeners yet, because some of it is kind of spoilery a little bit. Um, but, uh, we will at least describe it. So, um, the places that you guys have explored so far, Mm -hmm. mostly on the East of this world. Yeah. Uh, in the East, you've got, uh, the Moonshadow Valley, the Talon Peninsula, and then, uh, in the Eastern, uh, ocean there, the Island of Oyako, the islands, Mm-hmm. Of Oyakoto. It's cool to see the islands of Oyakoto <laughs> and see the uh, our, 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 Archipo- uh, our, our archipelago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the archipelago. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and then you've heard of uh, the Kingdom of Hosk. That's where Nils is from. Oh, that's um, in the north. Yeah, that's in the north, and then uh, and then you have in kind of the the center, uh, like equator ish area of the world. There's the Plasnum Wastes, which is where pl- uh, place names are hard. Pl- Plasnamzerid, okay, uh, <laughs> uh, is so. Um, so the, yeah, so there's uh, obviously a lot of other regions in this world that uh, you guys haven't explored, mm-hmm. that you haven't really heard much about yet. Um, there, and, and we, you can see, you can see on the version that I've given you, Mike, that I did place, uh, Brixen where, where Juno was from, because Joel and I talked about like, well, where would this be? And, um, originally, um, you know, there was going to be, uh, you know, I thought like maybe we might go there eventually and we still Mm -hmm. might. Um, but, but so that's the only backstory place that has been placed, Gotcha. Um, but, okay. but that's also because like Joel came in with like a whole thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any kind of like first thoughts? Yeah. So my my first thoughts are that he uh, that Fletch would kind of be nestled in uh, a little bit east of where the Moonshadow Valley is, and right by the mountains of is that Kerr? Yeah, Kerr. Kerr. Yeah. So Kier. there's there's like the two mountains. There he'd mm-hmm. be like nestled. That's where he kind of like grew up. But he would be familiar with uh, the Tumrogi wetlands mm-hmm. um, a little bit to the north. Um, pretty much the um, the bulk of the Moon Moonshadow Valley area ish in the forest yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. And then I I feel like he would <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like he would be um, semi familiar with the. You might have to help me with this name for Frasse Emerald. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Frasse Emerald. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So just a little he, bit like past. There's a river there. He mm-hmm. he might like maybe it's one of those things where like we don't go past the river. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I feel like yeah. that that little area would or that that big area would be forest wise where he would spend spend most of his time growing up and then wandering. He went a little bit further. Yeah, so the uh the Furacy Emerald is like the great forest, right? That's like the Emerald Sea. Okay. Um it's like the densest, most ancient forest in the world. And that um is like uh there's like parts of that forest that are like impenetrable to most of the like main oh. people peoples of the world. There it's like Whoa. there's like um there's parts of it that are, you know, that have like fallen to legend because like it's like people go in and they don't come out kind of thing. <laughs> so I think that I think that like having the idea of like you don't go past the river like that makes sense to me because I okay. feel like that would be the kind of like a uh, legend almost that um you know your people would have. Mm-hmm. Um and pretty pretty I- strict like they say don't go past the river and that's we don't think anything of it that's yeah, just, right we just, it's just don't those do are it. just the rules that's it's like the, nick's yeah. uh nick's bit about uh don't wear red shoes oh, or whatever yeah don't wear red shoes on a sunday yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh I, oh, I should pl- i should plug that our, 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 oh, we yeah. have a, a stand-up friend of ours nick scargarasi he's got a special out on youtube um uh called um Thin walls. Thin Erica wall. just yelled from the other room th- <laughs> through, through through our thin walls. Yeah, um, an evening th- with my neighbors. Yeah, an evening with our our neighbors. So go uh, go on YouTube, search thin walls, uh, and it'll be the first. It's the first thing that comes up for me anyway. Thin walls, an evening with my neighbors. Our friend Nick Scarrasi, great, funny stand up comedian, recorded that special. Yeah, uh, in quarantine here, and it's it's very funny. So he if also, you want, <laughs> he also married. He married Beth and I. We asked him to marry us because we love him and he's so funny. And yeah, he did a great. Oh God, it was did, so good. Yeah, he did a great. Uh, I don't even know what it would be called. Um, Officiant. Of, yeah, officiating. He officiated yeah. great. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. I was. It was an awesome speech and. Yeah. Um, love him to the death. The special's very funny. Thin walls. Yes, uh-huh. very very funny. But yeah, I think that that's that's great that you have that kind of just like you don't really know why you just mm-hmm. don't just that's what it is. Yeah, that's the rule. Um, I also really like that choice uh, that you, you picked this um, for a few reasons. Um, one, I think it's 
it's smart to keep it kind of consistent that you wouldn't really know much about the broader world because you haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't really that, venture venture right. too far away from home because why would we need to? That's what we know. Mm-hmm. That's where we grew up, and yeah, that was and I, home. I think that um, you know, keeping it kind of to the Moonshadow Valley is is uh, it tracks with the fiction that we've so far created. Uh, so just I'm gonna fill in a little bit of and and don't feel pressured to write this down or anything. Um, okay. This is more. This I'm, is more for the, the listeners. I'm probably gonna write it down just so. <laughs> sure, <I've>, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so don't mind if you hear me clicking. <laughs> yeah. So like, so, so some like world building history of like the Moonshadow Valley, right? So we know uh-huh. that there's night nights pass is the like big city that um kind of um you know oversees the 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 intelligent populations of the Moonshadow Valley. We know that there's a big halfling population there's the halfling grocery guild they farm uh the the valley um we know that there's the order of galadoy they live more in the woods um uh in the forest uh, near uh uh night's pass so if you'll look at the 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 map mike there's mm-hmm. there's the mountains of kier that i've labeled those are on the west mm-hmm. um and then there's this other mountain range to the east um that's kind of like the 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 div, you know there's a natural kind of dividing line there and i think that um let's keep you in between those because if you if um if you get more to the east then you'd get to where like you would have run into people from the order of galadoy and you would have run in you know like those woods would have been kind of controlled by an organization that you met and didn't know so is, you know? that, is that next to the Tomorogi wetlands or is no, that... it's it's like uh like where it says valley like that, you know, those woods to the east of uh those mountains, like between there's a little lake there, um, like right, right where the, the A D uh O W in shadow. Oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. That that would that's like where the like Galamathir and Galadoy, th- that's those are like their woods. Yeah. Know? So uh, when I when I thought of this, it it. I didn't go too far where like where the word valley is. Right. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, You're more north. Up more there. where moon is like. I'd yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. That's yep, OK. That tracks in for me. Great. Exactly. That's and it also is like it also works because the 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 nights pass the pass through the mountains mm-hmm. go, goes through there. It's it's a okay. pass from uh, uh, plus Namzarid to uh night's pass so like you see that the big river which i think is the river that it's like don't cross the river mm-hmm. um that goes up from plas namzarid up to the mountains of kira and then there's a little valley that breaks um and that w- that's the pass that that um the uh margarine and flack and zabas were traveling through to night's pass when mm. you met them originally so that all works that like if you were if you were in those woods here south of um the the uh those lakes up there by the by the wetlands mm-hmm. um that all that's perfect that okay. that's great because cool. that all tracks with the fiction that we've already established <laughs> good good and, and uh and also works for bigger world re- world building reasons of like why there would be wood elves there okay um cool and it also works because like you have these huge big lakes that would um 
cause storms. I mean, you know, we're from Michigan. We know lake effect, mm. you know? Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that that that's perfect. So, yeah. So, like, you being from there uh, is great. And also, it's a perfect dovetail into um, leveling up because mm. one of uh, the abilities that you get uh when you go to 10 is you get to pick another uh natural explorer terrain and so far you've picked forest and mountain and now we can add swamp cool and so that now when you go into this if you know if you guys go into the swamps mm-hmm. you'll know it okay you know and it'll be like oh in this time before i met you i explore you know i was wandering these lands mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm familiar with them. So all of that, I think, is great. And the only swamps um, we've ever been in was in season one with the right. frog butthole. Yeah. Which would have been, fro- which would have been, um, you wouldn't really have known it at the time, but that would have been like, you know, you, you did find out that there was this, you know, these, these lizard folk who lived in these swamps who worshipped this dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's hints that that could be, you know, these wetlands. But yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, cool. So that that's great. I think that that's great. I think, um, you know, I, I also really like, you know, that a storm kind of wiped out your community, mm-hmm. um, you know, because otherwise it's like, well, where are they? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I didn't think about this when when we were in the, um, the air elemental plane, mm-hmm. but I talked to a storm giant. And I didn't get mad at him because <laughs> uh, like in my mind, I guess thinking about it now, wouldn't a storm giant have caused the storms or do well, we, think, we don't know much think, about him. Right. I think that's something that like, you know, we, we need to that that plays into like how how Juno thought that the great heifer was a god and then found out something different. OK, so there's there's like one of the things that I'm kind of playing with is um you know, the way that mythology is built and the way that stories are built to explain things in a community, you know, like you could believe that storm giants caused your storm or something like that. That's that could be what you were you were told growing up. Mm-hmm. But then you find out something that, that, that that's, you know, maybe it's something else. Yeah, because I mean, he the storm giant helped me. Yeah, right. he he was on our side, which was a good thing. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't make that connection, and I I don't. Yeah, I didn't really think about it that far back of like like when I, when Fletch was a kid and what he mm-hmm. was told in terms of like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, so I guess yeah. you know, in in that instance too, like you were you weren't. It was like a, a half dream state, you yeah. know, like you know, it's right. so. It's a special that that was a special event. You can still I think it definitely. um, And the other thing, too, with Fletch is like. This storm, you know, obviously that that wiped out his his family or or his village or however big you want to get it, make it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if it's if it's a small enough personal tragedy, like at the beginning of Twister, you know, or like her her dad's <laughs> yeah. ripped out of the yeah, um, or or if it's a bigger thing where like you know your village was leveled, or you know like uh, you know however you 
you know, you can choose however you want to make that. But like, then I love that Fletch is like taking the taking it back, mm-hmm. you know, and like this destructive force that caused me so much pain. I'm now going to try to control. Yeah, I really like that, know? too. Um, And es- and especially like, um, you know, this isn't. It, it it makes it so much more personal because this isn't a thing that is like common, mm-hmm. you know, like um like that that scroll that you found in Oyakoto that's like one of a kind. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that because you yeah. asked me to think of like something that I would like it to be, and sure. I don't I don't know um how far we can go with this. So I wanted to pick your brain. Yeah, let's let's just play around here because I told you that um this is like the water bending scroll that they find in Avatar. Like this right. is this is like uh you right. know, like this is unlocking some new information for you that you can like study and find a a new technique. So what right. yeah, so what uh what if what were you thinking? Okay, so I have three things. Two of them are might be insane, um, and the third one is a <laughs> like an actual spell that would be unlocked so the first thing that i wrote which may be too far would be Mm -hmm. um some sort of air manipulation okay um and i imagine i imagine that some something similar to um to ang in airbending so he Mm -hmm. like a couple punches he could like fletch could read like you know um use air to do like a air punch or something not like something that we could use all the time Obviously, um, but maybe like a cooldown. What if it's because you just said redirect? What if instead of offensive, what if it's a defensive thing? Okay. What 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 if you can like manipulate air to like push aside a blow? Oh, I see. You know? Yeah. Okay. You know, so like somebody's coming at you, and you can like whoosh, and then turn mm. like block them yeah you know because you don't you don't have a you you don't carry a shield you're not uh you know you don't wear heavy armor and stuff Mm -hmm. um so so maybe instead of you know like uh making it an air punch or something you can use it defensively i mean that's what like the airbenders whole thing defensive and passive (laughs) yeah um so what if it's like uh it's a reaction mm-hmm. uh on so a a car- a, a enemy uh hits you with an attack uh and you get to roll a reaction to try to um to try to block it mm-hmm. i'll have to think about what the mechanic is for that but it'll be some kind of roll that you would make as a you know yeah. I'm like okay the the monster hits you and then you're like oh whoa, whoa, reaction I'm going to use my wind powers to try to block it mm-hmm. and then you would roll something to try to block it and then maybe you would have advantage on like missile attacks like 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 arrows or bolts or anything because you oh, could because just it's like whoosh them aside yeah, yeah right um so what do you what do you think about that I like that I think that's cool and some because some of the other things I was looking at was it's just minor air mm-hmm. manipulation. So like, um, you know, if we're falling, would it be possible to you know kind of um, cushion the blow? Cushion the blow by yeah, creating a little like 
pushback or something rather than because like as you know i love gust of wind Mm -hmm. and i love the ability i love just i love that i love that uh Mm -hmm. and so i was wondering yeah if if yeah so there another thing that i had written down was like a tornado creating a tornado like a Mm -hmm. vortex Mm -hmm. um and i was wondering if that could be something um i do really like what we just talked about though so i think tornado might be like way too much um (laughs) But yeah, save I, that save that for level 15. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. That might be too strong for a flat right now, but like my brain was like, all right, so he would use gust of wind and instead of just one direction, he would, right. you know, kind of swirl it. it. There there's a scene in Korra where uh two airbenders do their thing and and create a tornado and um I thought that was super cool. So maybe yeah, we'll save that for later. And then the third one was Windwall, which is mm-hmm. a third level spell. Um but I I like the I like our homebrew thing uh, more. <laughs> Yeah, I I think like what I was thinking about with this scroll, mm-hmm. and this might it, this might be too much. We might I might be too excited, and we might have to to back off. But what I was thinking, I was like, okay, so I was thinking about storms, mm-hmm. um, and for me, there are like, you know, four basic components of a storm. Right, you've got your wind, uh, your water, mm-hmm. the electricity, like mm-hmm. like lightning. And then thunder, which would be sound. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking like, okay, you found this ancient scroll, right? Mm-hmm. That would have, um, you know, this storm power. Maybe maybe this scroll, you know, comes from the air elemental plane and it may, you know, comes from the storm giants or something. It's some sort of, you know, bigger magic than just um, elves or, or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we so like that's your air, right? You can block stuff or you can try to block stuff. Yeah. So then like you don't really have a water ability. You know, you can call the storm and that's that's electric and you can I can walk on water, but I can't. <laughs> you can walk right, but that's yeah. just a, that's just a ranger spell. That's just yeah. a normal, you know. So like in terms of like rain, you know, mm-hmm. Like, didn't doesn't call the storm bring some rain though, or is it call just calls call the storm brings rain? But that's not controlled. But that's... it's it's yeah, it's just it just rains. Yeah, you know, it's not like um, it's not like uh, a you know, it's not it's not something that you can use really strategically the mm-hmm. way that we've been doing it. Like it's just it's outside and a storm happens. Yeah. And you can manipulate the lightning of the storm, but the water is just kind of incidental. Mm-hmm. Um so uh you know, like is there something kind of water related that it's and also you know, storm storm water, it can't just be, you know, like like create water wouldn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily be right yeah um i'm thinking like almost like uh you know like the 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 destructive water for a storm is either flooding or waves Mm -hmm. so is there something like that Mm -hmm. some 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 ability that's not too overpowered that we could give you to um you know that's kind of water related because uh, like a like the wall of water spell. If you were looking at wall of of wind, mm-hmm. 
the wall water is pretty similar where you, you make a, a wall up to 30 feet long, 10 feet high, one foot thick. Uh, it's difficult terrain. And um, where does that water come from, though? Magic. It's just magic water. OK. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you do have to like, you know, like a waterbender. Maybe you do need yeah. a water source. I just love the I love Avatar so much. <laughs> I'm like, well, where's the water come from? You need a source. Cause like, it's such a it's a great magic system. It it's is. so yeah. like Katara walking around with a little little like jar of water the and like, jug, popping the yeah. cork and then just doing stuff. And oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is because so cool. in my brain, I'm like, if I do wall of water, I just like stand there for a couple minutes if there's not mm -hmm. water source close and just have to like mm -hmm. hold on guys hold on guys <laughs> it's <laughs> until, coming it's <laughs> coming it, yeah exactly um or is it something could we do something storm related where the the water like it's maybe it's tied to call the storm and and um uh gust of wind where i could call the storm the water would you know the rain would naturally occur mm -hmm. but then with the gust of wind i would be able to manipulate you know the wind pressure and push the push oh, the water what if, what if you can make you can turn it into hail oh like freeze it <laughs> yeah like like if you call the storm and then you gust of wind yeah you can turn it into hail and then that it does like force damage oh interesting i like that like uh yeah so you can do like combo moves mm -hmm. now yeah combo. okay <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll think about how to make that a mechanic and, and what kind of damage it can do, because that could be, it, it, one of the things I also wanted to do is I wanted to give you an area of effect. Oh, okay. Um, kind to, to kind of counter Chelsea's fireball. Like mm. fireball is the gold standard area of effect spell in Dun Dungeons and Dragons. I feel uh -huh. like I mean, I mean there you know there's like meteor swarm and stuff that are more powerful when you get to higher levels, but like Early on. bread and butter, yeah, bread and butter area of effect fireball. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking, like, what could we do for to give you so that you have another member, uh, especially because Zabbis is a little bit gun shy with fireball. Mm, yeah. I mean, what can, good reason. Good reason, right? <laughs> good reason. What, can, what can we do to give you as the other spellcaster or one of the other spellcasters mm -hmm. um, an area of effect uh, spell? And I think that this might be it, because if you can, like, turn rain into hail and like throw a bunch of hail at people mm -hmm. um that could be that could be a fun thing yeah i like yeah. that and i i would i would prefer it to be i would have to like channel it like an air slash waterbender where i would have mm -hmm. to like i'd have to you know push my hands up and then bring mm -hmm. it down or whatever yeah it's push gonna it. take a couple turns yeah maybe <laughs> I don't want it to take too long. <laughs> let's make this way overpowered. You know, let's go. That's one turn, but I have to do the movements. <laughs> no, I like that. I think that's that's pretty cool. I'm torn because I like I really like that idea, but I also really like the air minute, like the 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 dodging and the, to be able to just. Oh, I'm thinking. Hmm. I'm thinking. We give it. We give. We th we give it all. All of it. I like that too. You know, that you sounds know, great. Like, <laughs> like if if we're gonna if we're gonna follow this, you know, like I've set up this function. You found this ancient scroll that gives you power, right? Mm. Like, you know, I don't want you know this isn't gonna do eight d ten of damage or something, but yeah. like, you know, like because right now the way that we have it set up, your call the storm, your the thunderstrike is like a d six or something. It's like, tiny. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> so like, 
Um, uh, you know, if we do call the storm into gust of wind, and then you uh, throw hail, mm-hmm. you know, if it's something that takes a couple turns, you know, yeah, like yeah, like you what have it- to. You have to deploy this strategically. This isn't something you can do every turn. Right. It would be like call the storm and then that would be my turn. And then while the rain starts happening, yeah. when it gets to my next turn, then I can do something else to yeah, yeah to make, make it, it work. hail and and throw the hail. And then, you know, that does I'll I'll think about like kind of I'll try to come up with a balanced damage, you know, effect. Okay. Um and you know see how they how enemies can save against it and everything. You know, I'll tr- I'll try to balance out the mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that you know, you're you're we're also getting to like a point in the adventure where you guys are level 10. We're going to be facing some hard Right, lots exactly. Of so like I got to I got to <laughs> equip you guys to get through stuff so that you're yeah. not, you know, two of you don't die every time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially without a healer. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so a main healer, I should say. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I want to, you know, we've got air, we've got water, you've got lightning already. So mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I'm going to do for this, um, is let's scale it like, uh, like sneak attack, like Beth's sneak attack as she leveled up, did more damage. Okay. And I think that that's the thing that, um we haven't really done with your call the storm is like i'm gonna i call the storm and a storm rages and Uh you know rain starts falling in sheets and then i do 1d6 you know (laughs) it's always good for a laugh though because i I roll it's like oh it did two damage it's like two damage what a badass looking you know environmental (laughs) visually yeah and then i just do two damage right so i'm gonna look at the uh i'm gonna look at the thief or the rogue uh, chart here and see how sneak attack scales. So at 10th okay. level, at 10th level, Beth is going to do 5d6 for her sneak attack. Dang. Um, let's do three. Three, okay. Three. Because, you know, you know, because you've got other abilities and stuff, too. This I'll isn't, take it. Like, That's sneak good. attack is, like, what she can do, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, so, right. Um, so let's up call the storm your lightning strike to 3d6. Awesome. And then you can, you know, because otherwise 1d6 on some of the, you know, like 1d6 against Divacomi wouldn't have done shit, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) so. It's like a mosquito. uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) It's an annoyance. So we can, uh, we can up that a little bit. And then, so then for thunder, so like this is. This is something that I think is totally innocuous and is more situational and I thought could be a fun tool to give you. Mm-hmm. Um, play with sound. Okay. You know, like... Uh, is this a new ability? Can, or this, is this... Is, this will be new. This will be like the last part of the scroll. Okay, wow. You know? Yeah. So the scroll, you, you found this ancient scroll and it's got information of, of you know, it's it's the scroll of storm powers. What We can come up with a better name. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it hits all those main points of what, what forms a storm. Mm-hmm. Air, water, uh, lightning, and thunder. And for thunder, um, you know, I think that you can, you can, at a point you can see within range, and and we'll figure out the range. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, create a 
a thunderclap. Okay. You know, so that, you know, I'm thinking that this is this is something that you can use strategically to distract or, mm. you know, uh, confuse or whatever. So it's it'll um, be similar to my Stormtail bow. However, I won't need to shoot anything and it you won't, won't need be, to shoot anything and, and it won't be centered on, on you. Me. Yeah. So I can put it yeah. anywhere. <laughs> you can put it anywhere. So okay. you can be like, oh, we're trying to we're trying to sneak past this, you know, this patrol. Mm hmm. Uh, and I can I can I can create a thunderclap over at that point sixty feet away that I can see. Yeah. Um, you know, boom, and then you know the the patrol's like, oh, what was that? And mm -hmm. they turn, and then you guys can sneak past or right. whatever. Yeah. You know, so something like that. Uh, wow, that's you know, cool. So I that like that because it's not it's not a, a damaging skill. It's a it's a environmental. Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can use it for a whole bunch of different things. <laughs> oh no. That's great. I like that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Yeah, so that that that's gonna be your like those are your storm scroll powers. I thought it was just gonna be one. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also you know like you know it's two, it's two. I like I like that. It's not yeah yeah too crazy, but we're we're doing it in one of them is gonna be in combination with the other. Yeah, and I think like up and call the storm isn't too crazy, and like that makes sense. The, the hail one is going to take a, you know, like that's that's a bigger move, mm -hmm. you know. So there, there's a check, a power check on that. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know the, the uh, the air manipulation, that's rolls, so that oh, might not right. work. I don't think yeah. any of this is too overpowered. Okay. Um, and and especially because you know, like I'll come up with the damage and stuff for it, and I'm gonna I'll make sure that it's not like you know, eight d ten or something crazy, <laughs> you know, like. So I don't I don't think this is too nuts. I cool. think that this makes sense especially considering that Ranger is not the best class. <laughs> so we're just kind of having fun with home, it. Home brewing a little bit and making sure that you can have you know you can have fun with your abilities. This is like on Christmas day uh when Santa brings you a Nintendo 64 and then you open up, oh my god, Nintendo 64. And then the next thing you open is, oh my gosh, it's Mario 64. And then the next thing you open up <laughs> is Super Smash Bros. And then the next thing you open up is four controllers. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is the best, this is the best day ever. That's what like this is. I I came into this thinking, all right, I get one thing, make it a good one. We'll talk about it. But now this is this is great. Well, there's one other thing that I want to give you. Ooh. And this this is a this is a this might be a little bit crazy, but I want to uh I want to um bring Pete into things a little bit more. Oh, okay. And one thing one way that uh I thought to do that is connect Pete to your storm abilities, right? So okay. like so so Pete right now is a remnant of there were only two ranger archetypes when we started mm -hmm. hunter and beastmaster 
and you chose Beastmaster and Joel chose Hunter because we had two Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Beastmaster is, is kind of nothing, mm-hmm. as we've talked about. Um, I try my best and, with Pete. Yeah, totally. I, I try. <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, I think that especially considering it's a show and everything, he's there as much as he needs to be. I try not to. Bring, other, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to be like, oh, uh, Pete also does this because that can get annoying. So it's just like you got to assume that he's always with me. And if if right. I say something that he, he'll do something. Yeah. He's just there. Yeah. Right? He's been tough to navigate. So. I want to kind of, I was thinking about like, okay, well, so what is Pete? Pete is this magical manifestation of a part of Fletch, you know, and part of that is this storm ability, mm-hmm. you know, this connection to storms. And, you know, there could be bigger magic reasons for this connection. We don't know yet. You know, I okay. don't, I don't think that Fletch really knows, like, why does he have these abilities? Because you're, you know, you're community your your tribe was wiped out Mm -hmm. so you lost some of that lore because it was destroyed by this storm right and now and you're take you're you're channeling that into these magical abilities well pete should be an extension of that yeah i like that pete should pete should have some something as well so um what i thought could allow you to deploy pete in more strategic ways is um slight teleportation. Oh, interesting. Uh in battle or just in in any situation in which you think you can strategically use it. Huh. Um whoa, a teleporting panther. <laughs> yeah. Uh because like you know, we've I don't think we've ever I'm struggling to remember a time that Pete's taken an action in battle. He um, he did um in early on Oyakoto, I think he I think I sent him to go attack somebody and then he got hit and I got Oh, pissed. right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So So it, but it's been very few in between. Like, yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been a lot. What I think uh I and and th- you know, like we can we can brainstorm other ways to do this too is like, you know, so how can Pete kind of you you know I was thinking like there's like a thunder you know like a lightning strike yeah, and he appears him. somewhere else yeah I just had that yeah. same thought where it could be like a mini area of effect like if if mm-hmm. somebody's like within five feet he could do like you know one d six of damage like very small but like oh to like a group if he's like surrounded yeah he could just like yeah pop like, in and out oh oh you know what there is this could be a fun one. There is a I was reading about um because Joel in our other game is playing a barbarian mm-hmm. and there is a barbarian um path called Path of the Storm Herald Ooh. where you get and I was th- I was looking at this because I was like can we borrow some of this for Fletch and it doesn't really work too much because barbarian's whole thing is like getting up in your face and fighting and you're <laughs> I'm not. you're a, a ranged fighter <laughs> right um but this could be great for 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 Pete potentially. So there's this thing called Storm Aura in in this um oh uh in in this path where um the aura goes out ten feet in every direction. So if anybody's like around um 
you know, around Pete, um, you there's like different effects, and and the way that this is written, that you, you would you know, there's um, uh, diff- different possible effects, like the way that they um word it is mm-hmm. there's you can pick desert sea or tundra and they do different things what um, does that mean if you're in yeah so like so like so i think it's just it's just the wording that they chose to describe the different effects but like mm-hmm. the what it would basically be is like so pete is at a point mm-hmm. and then any anybody 10 feet out from pete would be affected by um different types of effects so like uh and we can tweak these to to make these fit more to fletch and to pete but like in the if you if if you were a storm herald barbarian and you had this ability and you chose desert then anybody in this aura would take two fire damage and that increases at you know oh, higher levels okay gotcha. or like uh if you chose c uh the tight target uh would take uh like what we were talking about lightning damage mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's something that we could give Pete is this aura, hmm. you know, so that he could like run into a group of enemies and like affect this aura. Yeah. And then either run out or, you know, or, or what? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what do you think of that? I like that. I, cause, cause my brain's now going to, uh, going off of the slight teleportation thing. If, if, if we did the teleportation with the aura, I don't know if, if that's even considerable or if we're going to consider that but like if he were to like thunder or lightning out of one place and lightning into another place or could he you know use like wind like different like the Mm -hmm. things that i the magic powers that i have could that also be like you said an extension so that if pete Mm -hmm. used and like moved somewhere with air and plopped down somewhere could he push like just a slight push oh that's fun yeah okay yeah like water damage or yeah yeah i like that i maybe that's what it is is that it's like okay he can use this to move and when he lands there's a splash yeah like he could jump Uh, rather than teleport or something right yeah Yeah. it's it's yeah so if if he if he uses this to move if he uses lightning to move and lands it's lightning damage Mm -hmm. if he uses yeah air it's force damage and water it's you know frost or or water whatever we want to do yeah um that yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I, just, I like that. What, uh, and it doesn't have to be, you know, it won't be a lot of damage, but it'll yeah. be something. No, I like I like that because then it, we could do cool combos where like he could, I could use him first because I get two, I get two attacks per turn. One of those would be right. Pete. So I could say, hey, Pete, go, you know, jump over there using air or no, so what it would be. It would be using water and then he could jump and land and splash everybody with water. And then I could combo that with gust of wind and maybe freeze like their feet oh, in place yeah, or we something. Can play, like, yeah. We can play around I with try that. To There's a lot that. of cool. I like that. Yeah. That would that be gives so you a lot fun. more options. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll, I'll, uh, I'll do the, you know, it'll let's, let's keep that as, let's just keep it as a D. Well, let's do one D eight. Uh, and I'll you know I'll I'll type all this stuff up more formal with some more rules, but just okay. just for the sake of the discussion and so the listeners know, um, oh, a D six 
Yeah, I was gonna say I, I bet all of all everybody's so excited for Pete to actually be doing something, to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I know there, I I feel like there's there's a couple different groups of listeners right now. There's, some of them are like, "Oh, this is so cool," and yeah. some are like, "What are you doing? You're breaking the game." <laughs> this isn't D and D. Yeah, like uh, this is way too overpowered. I, I I'm hoping that once I once I write it all out, I'll I'll try to balance it more. But 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 just so people know. I want to I want to empower I'm going to do this with everybody. I mm. want to empower the character based off of the decisions that you guys have made to create these characters and who they are now versus who they are who they were when we started playing the game because when we started playing the game it was very much we're going to use the 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 5th edition player's handbook make characters based on that stuff. Those characters are completely different now. Yeah, it's totally than, different. Than they, yeah, than they were when we started and I want to I want to think about like how can we play with who the characters are now and i think this is a really cool way of doing i it. think so too i love this <laughs> <laughs> and i will say like i i really love the way you run this game because it's i never feel bored um with my character or with fights or anything like that great um yeah and that's a testament to you know your decision to stray from the you know stray from the books to add mm-hmm. to add your own flair to the, your story and also give us, you know, opportunity to play within. We, it feels like a sandbox. It, it mm-hmm. y- yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's super cool. And it's very <laughs> fun to play. And I, you know, I, I hope that uh, all the listeners really, really like this idea because it makes, it makes me excited to be able to use Pete and give him more of a, give me more things yeah. to do, more options rather than shooting my bow. Cause I love shooting yeah. my bow. It does a lot of damage if I hit, sure. you know. But yeah. um, I've been trying to be more creative in terms of play style. Yeah, and, and that's something that I feel like a lot of um, a lot of players, I think, could relate to, especially if you're playing like I, I, I'm really excited to talk to Beth about this, too, and, and figure out how because I, I she in season three expressed often, you know, she'd stab stuff. Hmm. That's, you know, yeah. And, and that's 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 one of the trade offs. If you're if you're playing a rogue or a fighter. Um, a non-magic user, you don't have magic yeah, to play with, right. you know. So, uh, I I really want to, you know, talk to you guys and and make sure that you're enjoying playing the game as much as enjoying telling the story, right? Um, so and that's by doing stuff like this, like let's you know, like taking what you know. I'm I'm excited to talk to Beth about Marjorie. It's like how can we t- how can we use what we know about margarine mm-hmm. to give you cool abilities yeah you know and, and, and here we're using what we know about fletch the, his storm pat you know background and tr- and and trauma mm-hmm. to empower fletch to use that to tell his own story and and i'm really excited now to get pete and i love what you said about like oh you have two actions one of your actions would be pete mm-hmm. so that that also gives a little bit of a check on you can't just blast of this all the time you know like and i'll and i'll probably and i'll probably you know give you a number of uses per day for this ability for pete like he won't be able you know he'll have an equivalent of spell slots Mm -hmm. you know so you can't just like every turn boom 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 oh sure of course (laughs) and i wouldn't as a player because that's lame right yeah yeah (laughs) especially telling a story just repeating stuff it's like right do that in video games we don't need to do that in you know <laughs> right yeah so we'll you know there will be some checks and everything so that you can use it strategically but i yeah. think that this is this is cool this is 
this is some cool stuff yeah, make- that I'm excited for you to um to get into. Yeah, I want to uh, explore this. Uh, do you have anything else before we get into like the nuts and bolts of just like upgrading your character sheet? Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with the character or or any questions you have about like how the game's going to go for season four or like anything else hmm. for me before we just like give you some more health and wrap up? Yeah, I don't know. Because like my brain, I, I, I assume everything I'm going to ask is a spoiler. So <laughs> I just don't want to. I mean, you can ask. Yeah, I know. Because you know? like... I, I, I really liked the air elemental plane and the fact that it was kind of dreamlike and we weren't really sure if it was real, but then it turned out that everything the storm giant said was accurate to, you know, mm-hmm. fixing my curse at the time, which was the, uh, it wasn't my weenus curse. It was the actual curse that I was, you couldn't heal. I couldn't heal. Yeah. So I guess my question is in this season, are we going to exp- are we going to, Hmm. I want to say explore the different elemental planes or are we going to revisit them in a, in a, th- in any way? Well, I can't say for sure. Okay. You know, because you know, the decisions that you guys make will, will affect how the story goes. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that, um, now that you've been exposed to the greater planar system and, um, have learned just how tied to the big quest the other worlds are um it's it's not impossible that that could come into play okay especially you know you've been to air and you've been to fires so there's water and earth oh that's right we were at fire at the whole Mm -hmm. end of last season um and how those relate to um other problems that are affecting the world Mm. we'll see if you get into okay you know um, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that it's definitely a possibility now that you've, you've, you know, opened that can of worms, so to speak. Gotcha. Um, but those worlds, those planes do exist very separate from the main three worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they exist for a very specific purpose. So It'll be interesting to see how much of that is explored, and and maybe maybe this season you don't get to it, but maybe sometime in the future you might. Okay. Um, but there is stuff from your guys's you and Beth's uh bridge episode where you guys went to the elemental plane of air and stuff. There was a lot of mythology in that episode that you didn't know was happening. Oh yeah. But there was a you know so like if listeners were to go back and listen, there might be a couple dots that you can connect. Ooh. Um now so Okay. Um So yeah, that was a setup. It, it, the safest answer is that that was a setup. Uh-huh. And you know, we'll see if we pay it off later. Okay. But, and yeah. I guess so going off of that, this season is set up more open world right we have yeah a lot we yeah we get to choose where we go and then from there we'll be onto yeah the next quest yeah okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit different from um the way that we've done things in the in the past it's definitely gonna be a lot more like you know when we open season four you guys will be completely empowered to choose where you want to go next. And from there, you'll find an adventure hook. Gotcha. There there won't really be new adventure hooks in Knight's Pass 
at the beginning of season four. So it's going to be up to you guys how much time you want to spend um, doing downtime before you get into a new new adventure or if we just if we just blow through that and it's like you're geared up you're ready to go where do you go oh yeah i was gonna say because we have beth's uh or margarine's um gold bag that mm-hmm. i don't know if our money has multiplied yet but we'll have <laughs> yeah pl- the, the the first bank of margarine <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. we'll have to get some gear so are we going to be doing that off mic because i feel uh, like we'll- that shopping episode could be you know an hour long Right, so. exactly. So, so we're, we'll talk about that. We're gonna have we're gonna have an off mic meeting. The the five of us now okay. to talk about um, the season uh, and and how it's gonna change um, without. Because the other thing that I want to talk to all you guys about is how you're gonna have to pay a lot more attention to the fact that you don't have a dedicated healer. You can do healing spells, and James can do healing spells, right? Um, but you don't have a dedicated healer in the party. Not that Joel was the best cleric in the world <laughs> but he did he got there he got there in season three he definitely did you know healing work he did and some stuff group, a lot. big group healing yeah yeah big group heals that were important mm-hmm. stuff's gonna start hurting you a lot more you know right. like we we saw that in those last couple fights in, in season uh three zabbis almost went down zabbis did go yeah. down a, a couple of you felt yeah, yeah i think zabbis went unconscious, unconscious I, yeah. you know J- juno did mm-hmm. Uh, Flack obviously died. <laughs> I mean that you know that was a boss fight and that was a big move to disintegrate. But like yeah. you know, there will be you know p- potentially there could be monsters that could hit you for some big damage as you get you know. So um, I w- we'll talk about how uh you know the healing aspect of things is gonna is gonna is gonna play into stuff. And and in that conversation, we'll be like, all right, what do you want to do? Do you want to just like gear up and go, mm-hmm. or you know, so okay. Well, cool. Yeah, that'll be the question. Cool. Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think that's all my questions. Cool. Um. Well, let's uh let's bump you up to ten and see what you've got to do here. Cool. So the first thing that I need you to do is to roll oh. a d eight d ten. All right. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get more HP, aren't I? Yeah. Oh. Roll it, and th- this is what this is for. D ten. Okay. Eight. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Great roll. All right. So you're up to 94. Oh, my gosh. The tankiest uh, archer. <laughs> so uh, like I hinted at earlier, you're going to get another um, favored terrain. Mm-hmm. So I think after what we talked about, the best thing to do would be swamp. I agree with um, that. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll take that. So your favorite terrains are forest, mountain, and swamp. So Which is everything pretty much surrounding me right (laughs) that totally tracks yeah like where you're from Mm. that all works which is awesome um so we haven't really uh this hasn't really come into play that much yet i think now that you guys are going to be traveling more um and uh we won't be doing like three episode travel mini arcs Uh (laughs) um will do something more like you have to get through this forest roll if fletch can lead you through the forest you know or whatever okay um and so that will uh so we'll we'll get this natural explorer um ability to to kind of come into play a little bit more cool 
Um, I like that. And then if like, what if I can't get through the forest, then we have to do like a fight maybe, or something. Yeah. Or, or you're, or you're lost and you find something unexpected. Uh, you know, you don't get to your destination. You get somewhere else, you know, okay. like something. That's um, fun. So it'll, it'll just impact the story a little bit instead of, you know, five sessions on the boat. Sure. Um, Love boat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the other ability that you get, and this one, I think you're going to uh, have some fun with. Uh, is you get an ability called hide in plain sight. What? Um, yeah, so you can spend uh, a minute. So this is something you'll probably do more like in preparation for a combat or to go into a, a, t- a tough situation. Uh, or if if for whatever reason we were in turns, it would be um, uh, 10 turns, mm-hmm. you know, six, 60 seconds, six, 10, six second turns. Uh-huh. Uh, it would take for you to camouflage yourself if you have access to mud, dirt, plants, anything around the natural area that you can use to camouflage yourself with. Okay. Um, and then you are able to hide, basically, like by pressing yourself up against a wall or something. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 you know, blending into the surroundings. Uh-huh. Uh, so this this will give you plus ten to stealth checks without casting, pass without trace. Wow. Um, so if you move, you know, you're not like hidden, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're like trying to hide in plain sight, you can now do that with this ability. That's pretty cool. By taking, by taking a minute to, to, you know, cover yourself (laughs) up. And, and, you know, if, if, if it was a situation where like you wanted to try to like cover everybody else with stuff, Mm -hmm. we can figure out roles in the moment to, to you know try to disguise everybody else too okay but, that'd be fun um so th- yeah this is another situational ability um okay that i'll try i'll try to find some uh some some things that might um you know benefit from that mm-hmm. um so that's that's pretty much it for um for uh like passive your, abilities yeah your your new abilities for for uh level 10 okay um, let me just take a look at the, the, the chart here and see if you get any new, uh, your spells stay the same. Okay. Um, next level, you'll get another, uh, third level spell, but for now, uh, all your spell slots and everything stay the same. So, uh, not a huge change, but more health and a couple new abilities. I mean, those abilities um, are way cool. So yeah, I'm fine with, you know, not much else changing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Um, we, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. it. Just a couple final things before we head out, uh, today. Uh, first of all, I want to say, um, follow us on social media at dndndpod on Twitter and dndndpod on Instagram or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. Uh, I want to say thank you to some patrons. Thank you, Frank's Pants. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jake Kennedy. Uh, thanks, Jack. Thanks, uh, Zipporah. Thanks, Lexolotl. And thanks, Sam. Thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you. Who support us at patreon.com slash dnd and dpod. Um, thank you so much. And uh want to remind everyone some very exciting news. We will be a Spotify exclusive podcast mm-hmm. coming up soon uh, at the end of October, October 29th, I believe. Is that Wednesday? Uh, that 
uh, will be our first episode of season four, and it will be the first episode uh, that is a Spotify exclusive. The 28th, not the 29th. Uh, October 28th. First episode, Spotify exclusive. First episode of season four. Um, Spotify is free. Yep. It is free to download. It is free to listen to the show. It's easy. You download it. You click search. You type D&D&D, and we pop up. Super easy. The, the, it's super easy. The best way to make sure you get new episodes is to follow the podcast on Spotify. That's like subscribing on YouTube or anything else. Um, it is uh, so easy. Mm-hmm. You just there's you go to the page, uh, and there is a follow button. Just click follow, um, and then you will you know get new episodes and everything in your feed. Uh, you can listen offline. We had somebody comment uh, um, that they were worried about um, not being able to listen to the episodes offline if it's Spotify. You can you can download episodes mm-hmm. uh, to your phone, and then you can listen to it offline. If if you're going to be driving, you don't want to use data, or if you're somewhere where you don't have internet, you can totally download in Spotify yep. and listen to them offline. Um, it's very simple easy process to uh to listen on spotify um so we're super pumped about the switch uh yes uh yeah they're i they're it's it's super you know, cool real- it's wild that we're we're like gonna be featured on their, yeah. their on their platform and mm-hmm. i hope you know we'll get a ton of new people listening and yeah just grow the audience because this is it's such a fun story and it's so fun to be a part of and i love the community that's that's been built around D D. yeah it's it's great we're you know we're so grateful for all of you our listeners in the community that has uh formed around the show that we've seen it in bet's live streams on twitch yeah. on wednesdays uh you know we're gonna keep doing those um and uh you know yeah we hope that you'll be able to to come over to spotify with us a lot of you are already listening on spotify which is great um and you know join us for season four and beyond uh all episodes will be only available on spotify again starting october 28th uh so best thing to do right now go to spotify search dnd and d uh we will come up and hit follow mm-hmm. and then you will not miss anything new uh that comes out starting the 28th uh i will be reminding you through all of these table for twos uh that the switch is coming up um we're so excited uh they're you know already being really good partners and pushing the show um and and you know we're going to help it grow and and it's really exciting yeah, it's only gonna get better um, from here yeah yeah i mean we're, you know i'm pumped for all the story ideas for season four uh, i'm really excited to share with you guys again this is where it's frustrating like i can't tell you i just want to tell <laughs> yeah, you what we're doing i, I want to know um, <laughs> joel's gonna get so so pissed because i'm just gonna like randomly message him in the middle of the night and be like this is what's gonna happen he's gonna get mad because he doesn't want to know <laughs> <I know. laughs> he wants to know just like just like he's a listener just like us. i know i know um (laughs) uh yeah i I won't don't do that that. don't do that yeah no but uh but yeah so great stuff coming up in season four uh great stuff coming up only on spotify starting on uh october 28th um so be sure to go search search us on spotify follow get the app it's free 
Um, it's going to be great because it's going to it's going to come out on Spotify. And then a couple days later, we're going to have Halloween. We're going to have a ton of candy. We're going to feel sick <laughs> the next day on November 1st. What can we do on November 1st? Listen to D&D&D. If you haven't listened, catch up. And it's going to be great. There you, you have candy, yes. candy and listen. It's Marjorie's candy. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Can, candy and, and fantasy. What more could you really want? Nothing. Um, yeah, so uh, it's we're really excited uh, for that partnership to kick off uh, on the 28th. So go follow us and uh, get the app. Do it. It's free. Easy. Uh I think that's it. I think that's it. I will. Uh, I'll shoot you this um, this new PDF. Thanks. You can yeah, fill it do in. what you need to do. I mean, you know, it's not not too different, but just so that it's clean. Yes. Uh, with ninety four and everything. I keep hitting the wrong button. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah, cool, man. I think that's good. Thanks so much for everybody thanks. listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time, Mike, today to talk. You got it. Uh, I think I'm talking to Beth next. Awesome. So Marjorie will be the next episode, uh, the next Table for Two episode, uh, and we'll get into uh, all of your favorite old lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first bank of Marjorie I... will have its first board meeting. <laughs> so excited for that. <laughs> Can't wait to see how that goes. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for us. Thanks for joining us for this Table for Two. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and all of our social medias. Uh, and I guess thanks everybody. Do what's Do fun. Do fun. We'll see you later. D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold.